0: Abe. I am Aaron and as always this is Abe! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Out now as a film podcast as Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in a little discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, the instead or because of where we talk about past movies, uh, games, other fun stuff. This is our 50th episode spectacular and we are recording live in front of a studio audience. It is in color, in 3D, so I hope everyone has their special out now out glasses, uh, full of surprises, including evil twins. We have a brand new contest of a pretty sweet prize, and a promise that someone will die at the end of this episode. Aww. All of those things are going to happen and more. I don't know what the and more is, but yeah, they're, they're going to happen. Hmm. I guess <laughs> I probably should mention what we're talking about the this episode. It's on the Hunger Games. We're talking about the Hunger Games. Of uh, the... Uh, massively popular book series now turned into a film and uh yeah we're gonna review that along with do a bunch of other stuff and uh yeah joining us to discuss the hunger games and to join us in our celebration of the 50th episode we have writer for damn dirty blog and the tribute most likely to die first come time for the next round of the hunger games jordan grout hello (laughs) hello And from just seeing it, and perhaps one strong and independent woman that could teach Abe a thing or two about his obvious misogyny, let Hello! <laughs> wow,
1: thanks for the libel. <laughs> Slander.
0: Slander's spoken, so yeah. you got it there. Okay. <laughs> All right. So a few announcements. This is our 50th episode. I don't think I mentioned that client enough, but it's our 50th episode and we do a contest. Yeah, it's our 50th. 50th. Okay, 50. We've actually done way more than 50 episodes, but this is our official, our official 50th episode. So there you go. Uh, What announcements do I have? We, as I mentioned, there's going to be a contest. We're going to announce that contest later on in the episode. So stay tuned if you want to learn how you can win a pretty sweet prize package that I put together. 3D. It's also in 3D. Yeah, that's not even a lie. It's also in 3D. And, um, of course, uh, we've been doing this for 50 episodes now, so clearly there's someone that, you know, one person that listens to us at least. So if anyone else does, please be, feel free to send your iTunes reviews and ratings over to iTunes. Really simple to do. Easy, couple clicks, maybe a sentence or something. Takes no time at all. Helps out the show. So, with all that said, let's uh, move on to uh, Know Everybody, where we uh, ask each other some questions and try to set the tone for this episode and uh, get to Know Everybody. So with that said, Abe, let's start with you. Sounds your- great.
1: All right, let's go with Liz. Yes. If you could put Michael Fassbender in this movie, where would you put Michael Fassbender in The Hunger Games?
2: Um, right next to me while we're watching it because he's beautiful, <laughs> uh-huh. and that is my answer. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Yay! 50th party hijinks.
1: Yeah, I like that answer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um. Okay, so Aaron. Yes. If movies were forced to fight to death in an arena, which one would you pick to win?
0: Movies were forced to fight to death in the arena. Which one do I pick to win? Yeah. Oh, okay. So just the, it's the ultimate showdown between movies. and All movies. One's going to emerge victorious.
2: Mm-hmm. Covered
0: mm-hmm. in blood and, and some kind of a rapier. <laughs> I didn't say sword for some reason. I yeah, won't rapier. Yeah, very specific. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You didn't even say broadsword. You said rapier.
0: <laughs> you know what? No, I'm gonna say Bronson. Damn, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Bronson. I think Bronson, Regardless of like other movies that are better than Bronson or whatnot, I think Bronson's just gonna like just tumble out of there, just like bleeding and oh, bruised and bloody. But like it's gonna be like, damn, I did it, guys. <laughs> and then he goes right back to prison. Forcing people to oil him up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should note that Jordan's sitting right next to me for this podcast, a rarity that we're doing in studio podcast sessions. Also, we do have a live studio audience, as I pointed out before. Okay. That was I like that question. That was good. Thanks. Um, okay. Jordan. Hello. Throughout time, we've seen a lot of versus movies. What versus movie would you like to see? Ray Charles versus Stevie Wonder. Is that also
1: sorry, Jamie Fox? Why he's not? In,
3: he's in both roles. <laughs> okay, Abe. Yeah. Hey, I guess if you could put either the warhorse or the Lorax in the Human Centipede Part
0: Three, which one would it be? Abe, clearly, there's there's one thing you need to be thinking of right now. It's that if you put the Lorax in, every part of that centipede will be getting free mustache rides <laughs> oh constantly. <my> God.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I-
1: in the human centipede I, I don't know it'd be like the most colorful part i guess i can't really see a horse as a part of the human centipede that's just i think that's eagle oh. in, mm. in most of these states maybe not in puerto rico but you know
0: did you see i don't know how she does it
1: <laughs> <laughs> um aaron <Yeah>. right. <laughs> if the Predator was in The Hunger Games. Would he be the last to survive, or would they actually just let Katniss win?
0: I, I mean, come on. Let's, <laughs> this is the Predator we're talking about. It's not like... He's facing off against little children, okay? He's got stealth. Co- Does he have all his he, weapons?
1: He's got his stealth and he's got his claws, but he doesn't have his
0: plasma cannon. Uh, it's over. No. Yeah, Predator please <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he's got all he needs.
1: I should have asked if Arnold Schwarzenegger was in there. Hmm.
0: That's The Running Man. Yeah. Every movie. Okay. Liz. Yes. This is our fifteenth episode, as
2: I've said many times. Favorite nineteen fifties movie. Ooh. Um oh gosh. If I okay, Rebel Without a Cause. That's like late fifties, right?
0: I believe so.
2: I'm Googling furiously. Yeah, fifty-five. Yeah, definitely Rebel Without
0: a Cause. There you go. All right, good. Yeah, nice nice good having an answer because I had like a whole list of movies ready to read off if you didn't
2: (laughs) (laughs) To show me up. Um, but Sweet Smell of Success is a good tie, I would have to Ooh. say. Yeah, that's a good one. Great movie. Um, Abe, yes. uh, a, a very topical question okay. for you. Have you seen Heaven's Gate? And if so, what did you think about it? I
1: not see Heaven's Gate, and I think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Heaven's Gate, and I think it's long. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so long.
1: <laughs> is, it, is it a movie that is worth checking out, in your opinion, Liz?
2: Uh, it's taken us uh, four months to watch the oh whole thing. Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> Here here comes a little movie history for you. The Heaven's Gate is from the director of The Deer Hunter. Yes. You've heard of The Deer Hunter.
2: Michael Cimino. (laughs) Michael,
0: yeah. And um, after The Deer Hunter, he kind of had carte blanche to kind of make whatever he wanted. So he made this basically like an epic Western. And it turned into this colossally over-budgeted monstrosity of a film that bankrupted a movie studio and has gone down as one of the biggest film disasters of all time. So he's like... But it M. stars M.I. Well, At least those, those movies try
1: to make money. <laughs> this cast is great, though. I'm looking at the yeah, IMDb Sh-
0: page. Sh- yeah, Shyamalan didn't bankrupt any studios of his yes. movies. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. but yeah, this
1: cast looks great.
0: Yeah, it's got Chris Christopher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and some other folks. Yeah. yeah, Christopher Walken's in, there. Yeah, Walken's in there. He's talking Walken. Okay, point. any more? Jordan, you have another question, right?
3: I guess uh, this goes to anybody. Everybody. Hello? If you could have another historical figure battle supernatural beings, who would it be, and what would they fight?
1: It would be John F. Kennedy finding the second gunman. Like, sort of, like, beyond the grave? Yeah, he'd be, like, zombie John F. Kennedy. It'd be be JFK Ghost Hunter? (laughs) That actually sounds kind of like some kind of Blade Runner-ish kind of movie.
0: Because of all the ghosts? (laughs) You can see, like, John F. Kennedy like, this nice little... Raincoat. Anyway, I put Thomas. I put really Thomas Jefferson in a black exploitation movie. <laughs> black Dynamite Two. Yeah, it'd be a descendant of Thomas Jefferson <laughs> in Black Dynamite Two.
2: Wait, does it have to be a president, or it's just a figure? No <laughs> historical, historical figure. Historical yeah. figure. Okay, I pick Charlotte Bronte fighting the ghost writer ghost. Ghost Rider ghost. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes
0: okay so that was <laughs> that was something that was uh, that was no everybody and uh, yeah let's move on now to something less ridiculous I hope and, uh, talk about some latest movie trailers and uh, first up the first trailer we're gonna talk about is from fan request we got this we got this request to talk about this trailer it is called the FP oh. and um, it's not gonna be surprising if not too many people offhand have not heard of the FP but the FP is basically a post-apocalyptic film Based around the idea of people doing DDR matches to the death. Hey, man.
1: It's in the Fraser Park, right? They take that seriously.
0: <laughs> That's right. Here, I'll read, the, I'll read a brief description. Two rival gangs fight for control of Frasier Park, FP. A deadly arena in competitive dance fight video game Beat Beat Revolution. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This exists and it's coming soon to theaters. So let's talk a little bit about it. Hey, what do you think of the trailer? For this uh,
1: obviously, if if you just saw this trailer, I read some reviews and I've listened to some folks about it. But if you just saw this trailer, the way that I kind of just positioned myself to see it, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's uh it's it, it's insanely ridiculous. There's tons of like giant space boots. They're doing DDR. I mean, come on. And they're taking this like as seriously as they can. Uh, but I've heard that the acting's alright in it. And so I'm actually kind of curious to see it, just, just to see how either ridiculously awesome it is, or just how much of a fail it's going to be. So I'm actually kind of curious um, to check it out. Cool. Uh, Liz? You know,
2: there's something really sweet and genuine to the trailer. Like, it doesn't it doesn't get really goofy, like a, you know, an esoteric sports movie, Will Ferrell type of thing. And I just think it's strangely understated. I'd even get the joke to like 10 seconds in, which is like <laughs> one third for a trailer. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it looks hilarious.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same same ballpark there where it's like, this movie exists, but I'm strangely intrigued by what's going on and I'd like to yeah. see more of it. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, it rem- uh, reminds me a lot of uh, Vampire Hunter where they're doing, like, just this absurd concept but treating it in, like, this straight-faced right. way. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it reminds me a lot of, like, those 80s uh, films. like Flashdance. Oh, Warriors. I, yeah. The Warriors? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or like those like underdog classics, almost. I got like a I got a bro vibe from it too, where they're like we ride <laughs> That's together. That's true, yeah. We ride like, fist oh yeah, pump. <laughs> yeah. That movie it looks like something, something I want to watch apparently. Yes. So, uh, I believe the FP might even be in very limited release right now, mm-hmm. but believe it spreads. What? Let me see where it spreads. Yeah, I think it it actually yeah it opened. March 18th on a very limited amount of screens and it's probably going to spread somewhat wider before being pretty much available on video on demand or on Blu-ray and DVD. So, look for the FP, I guess, if you're intrigued by two rival gangs fighting for control over a park, playing DDR to the death against each other. Sentences I wish I could say more, honestly. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) Our next trailer we're going to talk about is well, okay. Let's uh, let's talk about the the, uh, the Twilight okay. Breaking Dawn Part Two teaser that we yes! saw. Yes! Oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah, is our live <laughs> no. studio audience excited for that one? Hey, I'm very excited for it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So everyone that saw The Hunger Games, and I know there's quite a, you know there's a few of you that saw The Hunger Games this weekend. Um, there was a Twilight trailer that probably debuted in front of almost everybody's theaters, and First off, who's seen, who, I I know I, I've seen these Twilight movies at this I point. Have. Not something that I would be able to say maybe a few months ago, but at this point I have. Abe, have you I've seen any of seen them? I've never seen any of them, no. Jordan, <laughs> you haven't? Or you I haven't? own all of them. No, I don't own all of them, but I've seen them. Okay. And Liz?
2: Oh, yeah, I've done my research.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay, so... First off, this trailer is all about spoilers, I guess, <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen the other Twilight movies. Because <laughs> clearly there's a certain reveal made aware to people about the nature of one person's character. And yeah, so that, that was awkward. <laughs> but more hilarious was the very end of the trailer, where you see a glimpse of something that's prey for somebody else, which made me crack up a story. I mean the whole thing didn't
1: just make you crack up? They're finally at the same temperature now, Aaron. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It didn't make me crack up because Jacob had his shirt on, I believe. Throughout <laughs> the teaser,
1: they photoshopped that in post-production just for the trailer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Any other thoughts? No. <laughs> it's finally ending. It's Bill Condon, though. It's still yeah, it's still Bill Condon. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, if you want more insightful thoughts about Twilight, tune into our podcast that we'll never do on that movie. I guess. Okay. What? <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we'll do a little retrospective. Who knows? Right. Would our live audience want a retrospective of Twilight movies? Yeah.
3: God, our studio audience sucks. <laughs> pay
0: these guys. All right. Moving on to more serious things, like a Wes Anderson film. The next <laughs> movie we're going to talk about is Moonrise Kingdom, the newest film from Wes Anderson. And this film has <laughs> Edward Norton, Bruce Willis, and Jason Schwartzman, and um, Tilda Swinton, and yeah, Francis McDormand. Yeah. It has a pretty solid all-star cast for a Wes that's Anderson that's movie. And awesome. Bill, Bill Murray, of course, because mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, best Best Camps is Royal Royal Town. I was good. Yeah. And um it basically takes place. It, it's about, I guess, star-crossed lovers in <laughs> summer camp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's the way to describe it. Um so I guess what'd you guys think of the trail and are you fans of Wes Anderson in general?
2: Uh I'm I'm new to the party. I rejected Wes Anderson for several years because I thought he was too hipster. Uh but I, I've come to I've come to the table and I'm kind of excited. I think anything with Frances McDormand in it actually has my name on it. So I'll be there opening day.
0: Including Transformers 4 if she returns <laughs> for that oh.
2: oh my God, just for her parts, absolutely. Jordan?
0: <laughs> sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, even a, an okay Wes Anderson film is better than like 90% of what's out there. So, uh, and you definitely see his aesthetic in this film. Uh, so none of his other films have been like, I guess, period pieces, right? Um. Yeah this definitely does not take place present day i don't know it might might. really it definitely doesn't look like it
0: well i I would argue that a lot of his films well yeah that's a a modern aesthetic to them
3: yeah yeah yeah. that's that's gonna be my next point but um (laughs) no i can't wait for it i'll I'll see it um yeah
1: yeah you know i'm i'm big on wes anderson i like his movies and i like his style um even Darlie, Darjeeling Limited, which people didn't really like. And also the other one that people didn't really like, which was also uh um uh, what was the Won't Mary as the live aquatic, aquatic, yeah. People really didn't like that. But I found It's a, that, that's the most mixed yeah, one, I it's, believe. It's very
0: Wes Anderson though. To, I
1: mean
0: it happens to be one of my favorite movies of all
2: it's time. Also, yeah, it's also it's great. also very
1: touching at the end. Um It is but, um
2: Yeah, it has, it's a soundtrack. Yeah, with And the David Bowie score. <laughs> <Exactly>. Yes.
1: <laughs> um and i'm excited for this one too i mean it looks fun it looks like i actually really i don't know why but i was like oh edward norton i'd actually really want to see him in one of these uh, types of films where he's i don't know like how he's gonna be but i like edward norton too but just it's kind of cool it looks kind of fun it looks um like there's also gonna be excellent music like in every wes anderson film
0: yeah, for sure. Like, if there's a person whose soundtracks I get excited for, Wes Anderson's certainly on the t- near the top of that list. And um, yeah, I do like I, I do like the idea of seeing Edward Norton in this kind this kind of movie, as well as Bruce Willis. I, uh, it, it'll be nice to see him not play a cop who's on the end of his term. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bane will expand out a little bit of role. Yeah, I, I'm quite excited for Moonrise Kingdom. It it has the I like Wes Anderson movies all the way through. Like, there's not one that I dislike really. And uh, yeah, I, I'm certainly excited for this one. So. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom opens May 16th. It's hopefully right right around the time of Battleship and, <laughs> and Men in Black 3 and all uh, and during the Avengers. So, you know, if you could t- if you take some time away from some of these giant movies, you can go see an obscure little indie comedy. Okay.
3: Yeah, Bill Murray with an axe. will be all back boys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so one last yeah we're just talking trailers today. We're one last trailer. We have the uh, the five-year engagement, which is a new film starring Jason Segel and Emily Blunt, and it's directed by uh, Nicholas Stoller, who previously did Forgetting Sarah Marshall with uh, Jason Segel, as well as co-wrote The Muppets with Jason Segel. <laughs> so clearly, these guys, you know, have a have a kinship together, and we also, you know, they bring it in Emily Blunt to the game. So it's a uh, it's I guess it's among the the Judd Apatow brand of comedies. It's billed as from the producers of Bridesmaids, but uh. Yeah, what are our thoughts on this one?
1: Uh, it actually looks pretty good. I, I thought that it was gonna be kind of like, uh, kind of cheeky, fun comedy, but it, I like the the people behind it, um, and I like the work that they've done previously. So I'm actually kind of in with this one. Um, Jason Segal, I don't, I don't think he's ever really done anything I don't really like in, um, so I'm kind of in it. And
0: Oliver's well, Travels. <laughs> yeah, I didn't
1: see that one, but uh, Emily Blunt, I, you know. She's been around. She's also married to Jim Albert in real life. Um, so, I don't know. It actually looks kind of sweet and fun and maybe there's all this awesome little tw- twinge at the end there where you actually get emotionally involved. So,
3: Yeah, I think it's going to be better than it has any right being, as I said before. Um,
0: it looks, it looks cute. Mm-hmm. I'll see it. Got quite the cast going on here. We've got Alison Brie from Community. We have Dr. Kirk Connors or E.C. Five. Oh. Uh, Chris, Chris Pratt, Parnell. Chris 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 Parnell, Chris Pratt from um, Parks and Rec, uh, Kevin Hart, Kevin all five six <laughs> inches of him. Um, <laughs> Mindy Kaling from The Office, uh, Jackie yeah.
2: Weaver, Jackie oh,
0: Jackie oh Brian
2: from Animal Kingdom, which yeah. was a surprise
0: yeah. definitely. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> that's, like, that's a random pick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so quite the supporting guys. But yeah, the, in general the uh, the vibe I got from the trailer, it yeah, it looks cute for sure. And it looks it looks like they're kinda of mixing things up where you have basically you have like these it's a couple that they've gotten engaged, Jason Siegel and Emily Blunt, and um they're putting they keep putting off the engagement because Emily Blunt has gotten a job, it looks like, and she her job keeps getting extended for them to be away from where they want to be living, wanna be their more desirable area to live. And it's delaying the relationship, and it looks. I guess they're kind of mixing things up because Emily Blunt's the one who has the job that she's 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 the worker in the in the family. It seems that it's it's kind of kind it's like kind of it's throwing her some of the more I guess male dominated plot beats. I would say that that seems to be the the idea that I'm getting from this. So.
2: Well, um, yeah, in the trailer she gets to you know perform a lot of the physical comedy. I yeah. mean, sure, Jason Segel lands on a fire hydrant, but we got you know. Lots of really painful, humorous things happening to Emily Blunt. So that was exciting in terms of a comedy perspective. But it, it looks it looks really predictable. I mean, I think we all know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. So yeah. Jason
0: Siegel to... murder Emily Blunt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and laugh hysterically?
0: Life's <laughs> well, a happy song, <laughs> Okay, so the uh, five-year engagement opens at the end of April, April 27th. Right, right just in time for the Avengers. And um, yeah, I think I think we've talked enough about trailers. We got through quite. I a I love years. that film to have some like
3: David Lynch twist to it. It's like, What the <laughs> hell's going <laughs> Two on? Two hours and forty <laughs> minutes
1: long. <laughs> <laughs> she
3: becomes Patricia Arquette.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, well, geez, I guess um, we've brought we've come to the main event of this one because we're going to start with our review for the Hunger Games.
3: Yay! Want to see what I got you today? The mocking J-Pen. As long as you have it, nothing bad will happen to you. I promise. Welcome and Happy Hunger Games. I just
2: love that. Ladies first. Green Rose Everdeen. No! No! I volunteer! I volunteer as tribute. You're stronger than they are.
3: It's 24 of us, Gail. Only one comes out. Oh,
2: no! Take care of them, Gail. Whatever you do, don't let them starve. 17 the
3: girl on fire! what did you say to your sister when you volunteered at the reaping i told her that i would try to win for her and try you will i just keep wishing i could think of a way to show them that they don't own me i'm gonna die i want to still be me
0: i just can't afford to think like that Okay, so that was a little bit of the trailer for um, The Hunger Games, the new film based off the epic blockbuster book series that's been turned into a massively hyped film series. And it stars uh, Jennifer Lawrence as Katniss Everdeen. In a, basically the, the setting of the film is, a, is about like 100 years in the future. North America has fallen and become the, the land known as Panem and in banem there are several districts and every year the districts are forced to choose one boy and one girl in between the ages of like 12 and 18 to participate in the hunger games which is a deadly fight to the death between all the districts and there's only one victor to emerge from these hunger games every year katniss uh volunteers after her sister is chosen and uh you know because she's a younger sister she doesn't want her sister to die so she puts herself into place along with another boy that's from her district, um, Pizza Malark, played by Joss Hutcherson. And the two of them are on route to the capital, where they will meet with all the other competitors and train for The Hunger Games. And from there, we meet a collection of other characters, including Woody Harrelson as the mentor figure who is a previous winner of The Hunger Games, Uh, Lenny Kravitz as their stylist, Elizabeth Banks is in here, Donald Sutherland's the president of the whole Panem. And eventually we get to uh katniss and pita along with the other 22 competitors i'd add that 22 competitors and uh they participate in these deadly deadly games so with all that said all that out of the way liz what did you <laughs> <think>? <laughs> I, li- I like that i like the mystery involving who i'm gonna choose i was repeating um liz what did you think of the hunger games
2: uh, well, I've never been a fangirl of anything, but I've read every book and I really ate up Hunger Games. Oh, God, I didn't even mean that. I didn't even mean that. <laughs> <Hey-o>. <laughs> oh Hello. Uh, Studio audience. I don't was- know
0: why <laughs> <of> that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but basically, um, I loved the first hour. I thought all the changes from the book were, were rightfully changed to add an emotional meat to the film that, that would have taken a lot longer to do. That, you know, because you have... 300 or so pages in a book to do that. Uh, but I thought as soon as the game started, I lost a lot of the emotional connection to the characters because no one really seemed to be scared once they were in the arena. And I think that was a major element that was completely lost in this film. So I would say for the most part, I I, I enjoyed myself, but I couldn't help but be disappointed. Yeah. Jordan?
3: Yeah, um, I was a bit disappointed too. I, I think it's the most rushed two and a half hours since Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. It, it, it's, it's rough around the edges. Um, um, I didn't like how none of the other competitors were fleshed out, and most of them, you, you don't even see them die to die off screen, um, although that's a problem uh, the film shares with the book. The, the ending, I thought, was just so anticlimactic. With, yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't want to spoil anything, even though I feel most people already know what it is, well, the dogs, okay. I, I, I thought that was just thrown out there and no buildup at all. And um, I, I, okay. I love that Toby Jones was in it for like 10 <laughs> seconds. He has like one line and he looks terrified. <laughs> um, but however, there, there are great scenes in the film. I love the whole, the whole reaping scene. I thought it was fantastic. Yes, I loved how uh, it, it was played without any score at all, uh, which brings me to the score. When it was there, I thought it was flat. Um, I, I it just was a dis- distraction. I felt, um, yeah. Abe, what do you think? Uh, I
1: thought it was an okay movie. I, I didn't really think that it was um, like unprecedented, uh, or it was not anything that was you know so groundbreaking that everyone has to go out and rush out and see it. Uh, I finished the book pretty easily. It's a pretty easy read, and again, I think this is more geared toward, I guess, the like the twelve to sixteen year old audience, maybe even younger than that. And I think for that cause, it's it's fine. It's a good movie, and I think that they would enjoy it too. But for me, uh, it really wasn't anything um, too too great. It was actually kind of disappointing, what you guys had said. I think that, to be fair, I think that they did a pretty good adaptation of the book. Uh, for the time given uh, on the screen, they were able to use some of the side characters like Stanley Tucci to, you know, convey some of the meaning behind some of the actions that these characters are doing. Um, They set up the the scenario pretty well in the forest. Unlike Liz, I actually found the beginning, um, maybe like the first hour, you know, where the reaping stuff is, I found that to be pretty boring, just as I found it to be boring in the book too. And that touches upon what Jordan had said, which is I found that it just didn't really convey anything to me. I never really got a full sense um, of who these people are, what they're doing, why they're, you know, um, so, I guess, perturbed by PENEM's government and whatever else. But once the game started, it started to pick up. Um, obviously, there were differences, but that's that's not anything that the, the movie could handle any better. I think the, the movie handled it pretty well. Um, I, I would say that... Uh, for me, the most touching part of the book was also the part with Rue, um, and in the movie, it's 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 good. I, I'm glad that they you know were able to spend enough time on it uh, there. So I mean, overall, is it terrible? No, but is it very good? Not really. So it's kind of just okay for me.
0: Okay, um, I do think it's very good. I was very I was very pleased with this movie. Um, going into it, I had i read the book too as well. So I guess we've all read the book. Good for yeah. us, guys. We're all readers. Um. <laughs> I I was going into it, I was fairly excited, because I enjoyed the book well enough, and like, I liked the talent involved in the film, and I came away thinking that it was, it was very, I did think it was a very good movie. I think I'm the most positive between the four of us. Um, I think it does have a share, of tro- a share of problems, which we'll get to more, I guess, but um, for the most part, I think the movie works well, mainly due to Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's really solid throughout this entire movie. Um, I... Ba- knowing, knowing what I know about her, I liked her in Bone. It's Bone. I can see why she got an Oscar nomination for that. And she was actually my main problem. She was one of my main problems with X Men First Class. I didn't really like her in that movie. So seeing her here in the Hunger Games, I was really happy to see her bring it. I like I liked the emotion that she brought throughout this movie in the various points where she has to kind of show who she is, develop this character early on, and then show the skills and athleticism and various independent thinking that she has to do during these deadly, deadly games. The um, I guess one of the one of the main issues is yeah we don't really learn about other characters in this which is the same as the book too where you don't really learn anything about anyone else in this one I, I don't really it didn't really matter too much to me I thought focusing it on Katniss is the way, the kind of way to do it and I and I I liked how that played out I liked the um I like I liked um how it played out early on with like the reaping scene you mentioned, which was really well done. I liked that a lot of like the, just how it's set up. I liked a lot of the world building here. I liked how it set up the district 12 and then the Capitol and then the arena that these people were all set. And I really liked how all of that stuff was fleshed out. I liked the, um, I like the various uh, supporting performances too. Uh, there's not a lot to do for, a number of these people, but people like Woody Harrelson or even Stanley Tucci, who just basically gets to chew up the screen while wearing an impressively <laughs> blue wig. Uh, they're just they're just fun people to watch on screen, and I can see there's certainly a lot of setup for things to come, I guess. I have not read the other two books as of yet. I've only read the first book. Um, Sounds like shock. So I, gonna... I, <laughs> <laughs> I heard a gasp. Yeah. You're not <laughs> Let's just yeah, get more into, mean... into different but for the first part, yes I did really like the movie a lot. In terms of, like, well, for me, like the actual games
3: were so disappointing because like the first hour I thought was pretty solid and especially I love the scene um, when when she's about to emerge onto the field and she has that moment with oh, Sina. Yeah. I thought that was so that's good. the
2: best scene. I could. And, like my
3: heart was pounding and then right when the games start, just, I, I felt all the tension just kind of faded away.
0: really? Oh yeah of it, like even yeah. The, like going by the way it's shot or just like how
3: because yeah like right when like the whole shaky cam started like it just kind of started disappearing for me the tension and and then by like 10 minutes in i i was done with it i'll Cause... say
0: i'll say this about the shaky cam because okay the shaky cam is a big element throughout this movie like throughout the movie it's shot basically like a doc like it has kind of a documentary style mixed of shaky cam during the action sequences by Shaky Cam, for those who don't know what we're talking about, we refer to like kind of the James Bourne Jason James, James Jason Bourne effect of putting the camera very close and very in the moment with you. So it's like you're feeling the action, but without the nausea. Well, with nausea, but without the 3D. But um, in this film, it's it's used heavily during all the action sequences where the camera's very close, it's very kind of right up in your face. And that did bug me later on in the film as it kept going, because it just, frankly, it was just dark in some scenes. It's just like, I can't really handle this added aspect to it of being way too close to some of the characters as they're, you know, throwing each other around. But in that first scene, when she when they enter the games and just crap starts to go down and people getting killed and stuff, for a movie like this that's geared towards a younger audience, for the most part, being PG-13, I really like the, the hectic chaoticness of it. I think I, I, I got what Gary Ross, the director, was trying to go for there of People, they just don't know what to expect. And mm-hmm. the camera's kind of, it's equally moving around almost at random of just showing glimpses of violence happening and things going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, like yeah. It. I mean it, it wasn't terrible at all, but it just wasn't
3: exciting as like, a simple look between the two characters, like the scene before yeah.
1: I filmed. I, I think the, the shaky cam was actually okay. I, I really liked it. I actually liked it more as a visual effects tool when, say, she's stung by the, the, the wasps or the, uh, I forget what they're called. Tracker Jackers, yeah. I thought that was actually really clever, um, the way that they were able to use that, and it was like, oh, this is an, this is kind of something that I don't really expect or see too often. Uh, so it was a clever use. I, I really don't mind it that much, actually. It, it's not as bad as, like, uh, I guess it's not really overused as some of the other things. Um, but in terms of, like, the, the the bloody mess in the beginning, I, I agree with Aaron. It was fine. It, I think that it was there to establish the, the tone that, you know, this is not uh, a friendly game that they're going to go play. It's kind of something that these kids are gonna die and it was kind of a bummer i heard some of the parents kind of gasping and it was just like yeah it's it's kind of a a tough thing to to swallow i guess you know to see these even though they're 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 gasping
0: they're gasping because of they've taken their kids to see this because they're big fans of the books and they have no idea what they're getting into (laughs) yeah
1: or they're just like yeah hey kids i'll just go with you to chaperone they're like oh crap i shouldn't have brought billy but uh no, it it was I think that it was it was enough to establish what's going on but it falls off from that point and even like it falls off to the to the point where you're trying to see Katniss's skills in the wild um her skills her uh her strategies for surviving in the wild everything like that it kind of just rushes through it but again I can't I can't fault it for that cuz you're already halfway through the movie by then you can't you don't want to sit in your chair for another like hour and a half or 2 hours so it's not really anything that is um Poorly done. I think that it was actually okay adapted. But, I mean, that's just for some of the action sequence. I
2: I think it's tough because this is a PG-13 movie. And the thing that attracts a lot of readers and viewers to this film is the fact that it's an incredibly dark subject matter. I mean, it's little kids killing each other. And uh, I may be a sadist, but I really wanted to see some of that darkness come out. And I think that's why the film loses the tension. Mm -hmm. So, like, when we look at these little kids battling each other when you see the littlest of kids reached their fate, I won't say what happens, but I think you know, um, it, it cuts away and it does violence off camera. And I think if they cast kids that looked, you know, a little bit younger and a little bit less professional, a little bit more awkward about what they're asked to do, it would have been more interesting and more, um, I guess, darker.
0: See, I. I guess I just I just disagree with that. Well, I, I do think there are some young kids in here that we do get to see and see them meet their they're their making can, cotton candy in the sky. But <laughs> um, I I going into this film knowing that yes, it is geared towards a younger audience, but it is a PG thirteen. I I yeah, there's definitely a you have to manage that struggle of how do you portray what's going on, what kind of subject matter we have here versus we need to you know target a mass audience. And there's some there's something to be said for how the themes are expressed in this movie, which we can get to. But in terms of capturing it on camera, I I, I felt like I did I didn't lose I didn't find that I found I lose the lost the all over. I didn't find that I lost the emotion from the scenes based on how it was portrayed in this film. I I was still kind of connected with what was going on and feeling the dark stuff felt appropriately dark without going way to it. Like it's not Battle Royale, It's not a a hard R-rated movie; it needs to purposely be this way to be seen by the people that are, you know, the very audience for this movie. Like,
1: yeah, I, I, I understand the rating; the it's PG-13. But I, you know, I do agree that it's it kind of takes away from some of the the harshness and some of the uh, the visceral feelings that you would get if you had, you know, either read the books or you're expecting something else. Because um, it,
0: I'll put it, I'll put it this way. Honestly, I thought it was bloodier than I was expecting it to be.
1: Yes, I know. I think that I mean again. It's I'm not going to disagree with it because it's featured their theme, but it's just more. It would have been nice if there was some more, uh, some more. uh, I don't know the darker themes that what Liz had been talking about. So it would have been nice if they explored some of that stuff a little bit further. But again, time constraint, whatever else. I you know it is what it is for the group of folks that it's for.
2: Yeah. Well, they could have done it in um, a political through line. Like it alludes to, actually, what I thought was an allusion to a 1960s civil rights movement yeah. with 11. District yeah. 11, you know? Oh,
3: yeah.
2: And the whole um, fire hoses right. and the riots. And mm-hmm. I thought maybe the film was going to take some sort of argument about modern day society and apply it to the, the story, you know, make some argument about Occupy. Or I have no yeah. idea. I mean, I'm gasping at straws right now. Um, grasping at straws right now. But I, I I think that also would have helped it if it made some sort of a statement instead of um, just showing the book. That's an interesting uh, yeah. point that you bring up.
0: That's, some, that's something I I agree with the, as well to a, to an extent. Like I bring it up in my written review about the film as well. It, it, it teases a lot of themes involving poverty and government control and who's watching right. you and even commenting on reality television and the film only kind of it brings up some of these issues but it really doesn't dive into any of these issues it really wants to focus on being an exciting thriller mixed with kind of a a character study for Katniss in general and I'd be curious to see where the sequels go again I haven't read the other books and I don't know how that's going to play out whatnot I just I guess I have more hope But we can talk about the romantic angle of the story in a bit but uh yeah I don't know where that's going but in this first film yeah you don't see a lot of you don't see a lot of things handled in terms of thematically what is all this supposed to mean. If there's anything else to grasp onto, you just kind of get glimpses of, yeah, there's these things are happening. But with that said, I do kind of like some of the the touches that they do hint- right. Like at. The, there's that riot thing. And there's even just the setup of the, of the world of District 12 and that poverty life. And then you have something like Elizabeth Banks comes in as this gaudy, made-up, <laughs> effy trinket character who's just so proper and nice. And you see the Capitol where he's... <laughs> it's it's like uh, the Roman Senate of people have been just short of having an orgy. They're just having makeup parties or something. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and just seeing the kind of class struggles and things like that. And at the same, there's also the uh, yeah. So there, yeah. Okay. So there's that element. And then yeah, we can talk about I guess the characters as well of not knowing really what they're thinking about all this beyond we need to. There's beyond the the visceral. We need to kill each other or else or. That kind of initial response, but like, what else is going on with them? What? What? What are they? What else do they think about all this? You get maybe some touches of this with yeah. some of the characters. I, I
1: think mostly it's, it's, it's mostly Peter's remark um, in, at the windowsill kind of thing. Uh, but again, they really don't touch upon it anymore, and it. Yeah, even even Cato has a line. Right? Yeah, yeah, he has that
3: like short speech he gives. Yeah, the, but it it again it,
1: it's very ephemeral. It doesn't really last that long. It doesn't really give you any sense of oh wow, you know this is like a really big thing to these kids where it's like if they don't do this, then they're gonna go, they're gonna die. It's not like they don't want to um, kill people. It's just like it's such a conflict, and then after like two seconds of it, they're just like all right, yeah, we're going to go get some makeup now. And it's like, uh, I wish that they had done something more to the effect of, like, this is, like, a really big issue of this government control. They really want to keep us down, and they do these games just so that we suffer even more, and we understand that we're in debt so much to the government and whatever else. But, yeah, they, they really don't. And I think that that's an issue to some degree, but at the same time, again, I don't think that the kids that are watching it would be, like why are all these old people talking, you know, it's, it's kind of just, I was, I, I'd really like to see Donald, Donald something just give like this giant monologue about, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what, but it'd actually be pretty interesting. But again, I, I just can't, I, I like all these um, faults that it has, but at the same time I can't fault it for having them.
2: Yeah, that makes
0: sense.
3: But the casting just overall, was fantastic. I really enjoyed the cast. Uh, he, even like the the actor played Cato, the actress played Rue, Had orphan in it. The girl played orphan as the, that was the, her. The, the oh yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. that was her. Yes, <laughs> they all had you know just very strong. I knew like I'd seen break. that face
0: before. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um,
3: Even, like, Wes Bentley. Wes Bentley,
0: who appears out of nowhere. Like, yeah. where's Wes Bentley been besides <laughs> Ghost Rider, which we talked about before? <laughs> like, Wes Bentley comes back, has, like, maybe, like, the most interesting facial hair since Satan. Like, <laughs> <He's good. laughs> I, I hope if, if Angelina Jolie's leg has a Twitter feed, I hope Wes Bentley's beard <laughs> has its own Twitter feed. But um, seeing his, seeing um, Lenny Kravitz I actually really liked in this movie. Oh, yeah. For what he had, yeah. he, for... I mean, Whitney Harrelson, I guess is like the biggest supporting cat character in this film, but Lenny, Lenny Kravitz with the little he gets to do as Cena, who is basically very, he's, he's very, he just has, he has this way of bringing out a positive reassurance to Katniss and PETA that I really enjoyed and seeing him. He's the stylist where he's supposed to basically design outfits for the different characters and make them presentable for the audiences to make them more likable because in the hunger games, you're basically, I like how I've explained the hunger games. Like I'm assuming that people just don't know what it is, I, but I have to do that. But <laughs> In the Hunger Games, you basically get sponsors during the games and people can send you gifts on the playing field. And so if you're well-liked and people want to bet on you, they're going to try and help you out on the field by providing gifts for you. So Cena's character is supposed to hes supposed to make Katniss and Peter presentable in the most glorious way possible. So he gives them like, these like outfits that have literal fire coming off them and things like that. Which is really, it's, actually, I was happy to see some of that rep- scene on screen. I was, oh, yeah. I was excited yeah. to see how that was going to look.
2: That's and nice it, looked, it looked pretty nice good. good.
0: But, uh, but yeah, getting back to my point, Lenny Kravitz, he has, there's, a, I really enjoyed his relationship that he had with Katniss and, in the short amount of time that he had to convey a relationship in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I think the, the supporting cast is great. I, I really enjoyed Woody Harrelson in this, actually. Um, he yeah. was really good. And, again, yeah, I completely, 100%, back you up with the uh, Lenny Kravitz thing. He took it pretty seriously. He's a pretty serious character in the book as well. Um... The lines that he has, the, that's, like, one of, like, the, the better relationships in this movie that they portrayed, adapting it from the book, actually. Um, so, again, it's uh, no fault of his own. I, I was kind of thinking, does he get a song at the end? But I don't think that he did. <laughs> did the, also, I was going to wait till the end of the movie to see if there's anything after the credits. And then the the, there's, there's yeah, the, 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 credits. the crew of the movie theater came in. They were like, spoiler alert, there's nothing at the end of the credits. Please just leave so we can get <laughs> the theater ready. I was like, what the <laughs>
0: All right. Enjoy your Taylor
1: Swift yeah. elsewhere, boy. <laughs> you kids and your Taylor Swift these days.
0: Even uh, Stanley Tucci also, because a little Tucci goes a long way. Oh, yeah. Is uh, he wearing veneers in this
1: movie? You think teeth veneers in this movie? Do you think? Oh,
0: really? I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Like, that was a
1: huge smile he's flashing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he, he had a George Harrison tan. <laughs> George <laughs> Harrison. <laughs> hey, sorry, not George Harrison. What am I thinking of?
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. I, I
0: know who you're thinking of. Uh,
2: what's
1: his name? Well, no, we're going to get it right. Uh, it's 15th.
2: Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, the guy from the Chip yeah, the commercials. the
0: Chips commercials. Uh... And he's
2: George very King. famous. George.
0: Oh, no. Where is Godfather 3? He's in that. So I can think of hand. Oh, Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> George <laughs> Hamilton. <Yeah.
2: laughs> yes.
0: George Hamilton Tan. All in Alabama in the podcast. and uh, <laughs> But, yeah, Stanley Tucci... Just, he's basically, he plays like a game show host. Like, he's, he's the Ryan Seacrest of children killing each other. And um, watching him kind of play this talk show host character who basically delivers exposition throughout mm-hmm. the movie, it was fun just because it's Stanley Tucci and he knows how to play a scene. So I liked his role here. Everyone else uh, kind of hit, let's get into everybody. Let's talk about um uh, Joss Hutcherson as PETA. What are, what are our thoughts there? I like him better in the book. <laughs> huh. I think I that he was
1: serviceable as Peter, because um, you know he's got that broad look to him. Um, but again, I think that they made his character a little bit more overt, or not overt, extroverted in the in the in the film adaptation. Um,
0: and he comes off as weak, I would say.
1: Yeah, and you don't really get the sense of the the inner struggle that he has because they they kind of outline that a little bit better they flesh that out obviously they have more time to flesh it out in, in the book but you know he actually has like that that inner struggle where you're where even Katniss doesn't really understand until later in the book where um he doesn't really want to yeah where his heads, yeah, out, where his head's out, what he thinks about these games what he thinks about himself in these games and what he's representing so it's kind of like I think the gloss over it, maybe they're going to flesh it out later. Again, I'm not too sure. I haven't read the books either. So I'm sorry, Liz, um, the, the rest of the books. Uh, so maybe they do, you know, some awesome stuff later. But I think that he was serviceable yeah, as this character.
2: Yeah, he was decent. I think what you alluded to earlier, Aaron, I think it was Aaron, um, the love story. It's, it's almost as if the love story is just thrown into the last third of the film. And I was really hoping I wouldn't have to deal with like angsty longing and yearning in this film. But unfortunately there's like a big clump of it with PETA and Katniss. <laughs> but, um, I thought Josh Hutchinson was fine. I thought Gail was fine, even though he was in three minutes of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but I look forward to the future because there is a lot mm-hmm. more that happens with these characters.
0: Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how that plays out, and yeah, seeing um, what's his name Liam Liam Hensworth. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth's younger brother Thor C- Jr. F- yeah, future two. star of Extendables 2, Liam Hemsworth as a uh, Gale in this movie. <laughs> I, I like I like the two scenes of him sitting by himself, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the br- okay face on his face. Yeah, practically wiping away from his face. <laughs> Like that's my friend. Oh. I have picked this part, this movie apart a little bit, but I really did like it a lot. I uh, I had like I had a lot of fun watching it. I was really engaged throughout, and I've, i even the, with the action, which I found to be there was you know problems I had with it. I was still excited by what was going on, and again, I think it a lot of it is credit to, to Jennifer Lawrence in this movie. I think she's a very strong lead, a very strong and capable lead, opposed to other book series featuring certain <laughs> female characters, but um. Mm-hmm.
2: What are you insinuating? No, I know what you're (laughs) insinuating.
1: But to your point about Jennifer Lawrence, I really liked her in this movie, too. I I think that she brought a lot of character that I didn't really get from the character in the book. And I hate going back and forth. Um, It's not really something that's really fair to either or, because you have to take them separately. Um, But she brought a lot of character. She brought a lot of emotion that uh, was able to translate to me uh, onto the screen. And so you can feel that she's really longing to really protect her sister. Um, she's had it, had it pretty rough since, you know, her dad was in the mining accident. And so it's, it's kind of just like, yeah, she's here because of one reason, which is to survive. And so she can go back and further take care of her family. Um, so she played it pretty well. The little touches, like what you guys had said, when she's shaking like crazy with that with Sinnoh before she goes up to the, um, the grounds. I mean, little touches like that her eye stares, yeah, you can really tell why she's a pretty good actress that
0: got an Academy Award nomination, so. Especially given that she's, you know, in the in the book, it's, you know, told entirely from a perspective. Yeah, Ed, you're, you know, you're, basically, you're you're reading everything that, you know, she's going through. Here, she you know, you don't want Katniss narrating her life out loud because that would be <laughs> weird. So you have her basically conveying so much of what she's going through on screen. And I think that was yeah. effective. I think that's why I felt like I was able to continue holding on to the, I guess, emotional aspect of the film. Where I was able to, you know, keep on with enjoying what was going on or at least being intrigued by how things were playing out. In, in watching this film for me mm-hmm. yeah I'd recommend it Um, I will okay, I'll speak to it's a, not terrible not, yeah it's not terrible no like, it's not yeah. a bad movie uh, for, for especially for a movie like this that has so much so much so much hype by it so much hype behind it so much mm-hmm. build up so much curiosity of what's going on I I, I can I can tell you you, know, you certainly didn't hate the movie no. none, none, of, none of us hated the movie I was I'm certainly the most positive about it but the, um, I, I'm happy that this movie, you know, succeeded in what yes. it was doing for the most for the most part for you guys and in a lot of ways for me, and especially because I think the marketing was fantastic for this movie. I totally. especially people that are you know unfamiliar with, with what's going to happen in this movie, I think they're in for a lot of good surprises in terms of seeing the actual games going on. Like there's, yeah. I, I looked, at, I, I specifically looked at my watch to note how much time was spent setting things up before we finally get to the games, and it was it, it was an hour if not less before the games actually begin and all the marketing does not show you what happens in these games. And I was really intrigued by that. I was really happy to see things play out like in other trailers, you could have in in a lesser marketing campaign, there could have been a lot of spoilers for certain elements of the film of what's going on, what's going to happen where, you know, you see the standard movie trailer of you get the whole movie in two minutes and then you're like, well, I I need to sit for two hours of this. (laughs) And, um, So getting to, getting to have that experience of seeing a movie like this, that's, you know, it's a really big movie that everyone's going to see, but not necessarily knowing what's going to, what I'm going, what I'm going to see in that movie. I was appreciative of that. Right.
1: Yeah. I agree. Uh, I do agree with that too, which is just to say that it's not a letdown of a movie. It's not like, wow, you know, there's so much hype for it. It's not a Cowboys and aliens kind of thing where it's like, Yeah, this movie looks great. Cowboys and Aliens, what more could you ask for? Daniel Craig, uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. It's like yeah, these alien effects look great. You know, what are they doing in those cocoons? And then you see the movie, you're like, what? They need gold.
3: What are they gonna buy?
1: (laughs) So it's just it's stock (laughs) options. Blu-rays stuck. Yeah, Yeah. Apple products. But um, yeah, it's not it's not a letdown at all. I I don't think that it's really anything that um, people can be like, well man that sucked you know it's not a movie that sucks it's just more of like again it's playing toward a pretty niche audience and it has to make itself more available to a widespread audience as well and so they're adding things in and out Uh, and overall they did a pretty effective job i can't uh, i have to give them a lot of credit for that
2: i i just want to reinforce that i also i'm i'm hard on it but it's you know it's because i love it and I had a great time. I wished it was an hour longer, and I know not many people would have enjoyed that, but I would have. Um, but I do look forward to the second film because I think the second film will will be able to elaborate on a lot of things that the first film could not.
0: I'll be I'll be interested to see how the second film plays out, especially given that Gary Ross is coming back for the second film, oh, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll be curious to see how his... I have a very specific movie that I'm thinking of in regards to this first film that I can relate it to, and I'll be curious to see if he evolves and makes it more like, another movie that's also a sequel to this movie that I'm thinking of. What? So <laughs>
2: Wait, are you making a Star Wars analogy?
0: No, I'm not. I'll get oh. to it when we get to it center because of I mean, Transformers? I, I play things close to the vest here, guys. So, um, <laughs> big hints, by the way. <laughs>
1: but, um, close to the vest. Tombstone Part
0: two. Don't worry about it. Uh, shut <laughs> up. Um, anyway, I do... I Yeah, I think... Yes, it is flawed. And I think uh, we didn't touch on the rush thing as much, but, um, yeah, Jordan, I do agree that it, it does feel rushed, especially in the finale. The, the yeah. third act is if the movie, I wouldn't say it collapses, but it's certainly, it it, 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 there's like the final 10 minutes of this movie. It's just beat after beat after beat, just set up, set up, set up. It feels somewhat again anticlimactic and there's not a, but there's not enough time to let things kind of, I guess, resonate with what you've just experienced. Like, mm-hmm. do you literally have, characters that have gone through a pretty big ordeal, and then the movie ends pretty quickly after that ordeal ends. Yeah, and,
3: yeah it just tried to incorporate so many incidents from the book that it compromised many character and emotional beats. And yeah, It suffers from it.
0: And I wish it could have, I wish Gary Ross and his crew, because yeah. he he also co-scripted the film along with Billy Ray, yeah. who wrote um, yeah. Shattered Glass and, yeah. and Breach, I believe. Too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but and flight Plan. Like, and Flight Plan. <laughs> and, uh, and the author of the book, uh, Suzanne Collins. Yeah. Um, they all collaborated on making this first screenplay, and I am aware that Simon Beaufort, who scripted um 127 Hours" and "Slumdog Millionaire," he's, he's tapped to write the second film, oh, wow. the second and third film. So I'll be, wow. cuir- I'll be curious to see how that process goes because in this one, yeah, it, there's it does what. What's neat is that it doesn't feel like it's necessarily incorporating a lot of fan service by having certain aspects of this book. I think everything that's in the movie is because. It needs to be in the movie. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's anything added necessarily. That's like, well, they just put that in there because the book had it. Right. I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't say that. It's like certain thing, like maybe like little touches like Harry Potter movies or something like that, where it's like you have these little bits and pieces that are purely there because they existed in the book. I think to that's make dance mostly happy. in the beginning,
1: I mean, just like, with like the cat, and then. Um...
0: Yeah, yeah, there's little yeah. touches like that. But yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing overt really, like later. That's like dragging the narrative down so we can be like, hey, let's stop and look at this little thing over here because the book had it written yeah. this way. I don't think the movie does any of that at this point. And so I wish, I guess, that it's two hours and 20 minutes. It's a long movie. And yeah, like Liz said, it could have either been an hour longer and really fleshed out some of these characters more and maybe fleshed out some of the themes more, which would have been more effective yet a longer film. Or it could have been more judicious and just like stripped away some of these elements and really just got to the meat of the story as, I guess, a pure action movie. But it tried to find a careful balance in between. And again, I really enjoyed the movie overall. So I was fine with it. But yeah, I do, I do acknowledge that there are, you know, various issues involving how to bring this narrative around cinematically. And that's that the book's not perfect either. So. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's, yeah. And as I
3: said before, it shares many of the problems with the book.
0: So, any final thoughts on uh, the Hunger Games before we get to our rating?
3: I feel like I've torn into it, but no, it, it really is a good movie. It's it's not it's not a huge disappointment at all.
0: You're saying you're full and there's no time for leftovers. Wow. Hunger Games. <laughs> Liz, any other thoughts? No. Oh, it's very proactive of you. Okay. <laughs> any thoughts of our audience? It was really good. Okay. School time. Okay, so then uh, let's get our, let's get to our rating of the film each week on how we try to um, rate the films that we watch based on a kind of when you should go and see this movie. And, uh, yeah, we have a scale-up for that that goes from IMAX to theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO TV, and just kind of forget about it. I will start, and I will say that I saw this film in IMAX, and um, I was happy with seeing it in IMAX. You can go IMAX or theater on this one. Um, even with the shaky cam, IMAX didn't hurt it. I, I enjoyed it. It was it was glorious 2D, so I was happy with that. So yeah, that's where I stand.
3: Uh, Jordan? Yeah, I'd say theater. Maybe not. I, I can't imagine paying for an IMAX uh, for this. But, you know, matinee. You won't be disappointed.
1: Uh, I'd say Netflix. You can see this on a comfy couch with uh, you and your friends and nice TV screen. And yeah, enjoy it. Hey, Liz.
2: And to round it out, I say theater full price.
3: Cool. I just like eating popcorn. <laughs> so I'll always say theater.
0: All right, so um, let's get let's move on to our uh, box office segment. We should really have like a cha-ching sound when we say box office segment. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, we other. have to start <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. laughs> Audience. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so uh, last week we tried to make predictions for what we thought the Hunger Games would make in its opening weekend. One of us is way off, and one of us is still way off. Abe, what did you remember predicting? Seventy
1: million, and I think it's already at (laughs) sixty-eight. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's yeah. Um, Gerard uh, predicted uh, eighty-five million, and I predicted ninety-nine million. And um, yeah, it's it's already it's made sixty-eight million in its opening day. Does that include the nineteen and midnight shows? I think so. I think okay, so sixty eight million in one day alone. Quite high. It's going to end the weekend with around 140 or 50 at that rate. So kudos to Hunger Games for making back its budgeting and marketing costs already. But <laughs> well, Hunger Games, I shouldn't know. And actually, I guess I can note that some of the CG is a little weak. I think we've all already is. done that. Some yeah. of the, the CG is a little weak. Um, but that said, I still think it's a good looking movie. Well shot, actually, I would say, for a lot of it. It's a good sum of the time you. But
3: anyway. Have they announced when they're going to shoot the second film? Uh, the... I'm I'm sure we'll all hear it in the next few days. Very soon.
0: I yeah. Guess. Well I guess because they just tapped um Simon Beaufort to write it, so I guess I gotta write it first and then you know, soon. Oh, I'm sure. I'll be tomorrow. I'll whatever. be curious to know I guess if the film is being shot in fast track so they can have it out next year or if they're gonna wait a, a, an extended yeah. period of time. I hmm. <laughs> guess to see if the hunger dies down. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, made. Uh, it's gonna. Yeah, thank you. It's gonna make 140 to 150 million. So that that's. We're recording this actually a day earlier than when we usually do box box office. So uh, we don't have full stats because I'm sure everyone really likes knowing the box office stats three days after the, <laughs> <laughs> the Sunday announcement. Is. So regardless, or whenever you watch. True this box, fans this like it. <laughs> So uh, anyway, uh, let's move on then to uh, one of our new favorite segments. Instead or because of, instead or because of, instead or because of, you should watch this, formerly known as Retro Review, where we talk about a couple films that relate in some way to the main feature of the week. And okay, so let me tip to what I was alluding to. Batman Begins is what I thought of a lot during Mm. this movie. Um, I say that because Batman begins similarly to the Hunger Games. Is you know, it's the first in a series, which will be a trilogy by the time it ends, I guess, with Dark Knight Rises. But it also features similar ways of action where Chris Nolan what he he certainly had an idea for how to shoot the action. It's very sporadic and chaotic and you can't quite tell what's going on. And I guess it was supposed to resemble kind of a bat. is a bat-like motions of a bat scurrying all over the place, it's excited, it's moving around and fighting. But at the same time, they're not the greatest action scenes in Batman Begins, and I think that follows the same suit with Hunger Games, where it's very it, there's certainly an idea behind how they were shot, but I don't think it was fully pulled off in making it entirely effective. So Batman Begins came to mind. I also thought of Equilibrium a lot yeah, during this movie. me too. Equilibrium, yeah. yep. Yeah, that's, that's why we host this together. <laughs> um, Equ- Equilibrium came to mind, just given the, the nature of the sci-fi world that we've created, especially in the, the kind of District 12 area and that's i had two christian bale movies that i thought <laughs> of apparently those and uh, obviously battle royale comes to mind i don't think anyone's not gonna think about royale predator came to yes. mind because i like you know man versus something movies and uh, pleasantville i rewatched pleasantville this week because director gary ross did pleasantville as well as sea biscuit yes, and um i wanted to watch pleasantville and i did you know i was really satisfied with how good that movie still is and instead of basically most failed popular book series adaptations you should watch the hunger games that's where i stand on that
1: <laughs> that's instead of because of
0: i uh, really i filled it out Abe, what, you
1: uh, think because of hunger games yeah you should watch predator running man equilibrium equilibrium i was just like oh nobody's gonna guess equilibrium and then there goes aaron stealing my thunder <laughs> <laughs> um and gladiator to some extent to like to some extent after after roosting i was just like you know I hope that she just starts shouting out, like, are you not entertained? Like, while looking at the camera or something like that. Um, but yeah. That's kind of. that. There's a little Kato in that. I you know? Be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. You could phrase it like Is that. It, instead of. Yeah, because of this movie, you should watch this. And instead of this movie. But anyway. You could watch Yeah, it. but it's. Eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just say it. What were you thinking? John Wick
0: was almost the best? <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: no. Oh, oh damn <laughs> it. Tell you is that what I'm putting the test in the show notes okay. <laughs> now? Now I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jordan.
3: Um, gamer came to mind a few times. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate that movie, but so do it, I. It, it, it popped in a few times too, and I was like, ah, oh, uh, gamer. And then was was the other one instead of
0: and that, Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Of course, Battle Royale and mm-hmm. Running Man. And uh, films like Spartacus and Gladiator, of course. And and, uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Obviously. (laughs) Studio (laughs) audience. Uh, Okay. Liz?
2: Oh, okay. I got a good one. Okay. So for Because of, people should see Series 7, The Contenders. Oh, there you
0: go. i is got the show notes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a great movie that's basically about a reality show about people killing each other to win. And I, I love it. And then um, instead of... I believe
0: Job is in that movie, if I'm not Is Will Arnett in that
2: movie? Oh, well, now I'm going to start researching. I think he might be.
0: Like an early Job role. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, well, while you look for that, um, instead of, I think, watch Hunger Games. Because I think it's good. Good
0: one. He is. Yes, yeah, he's the narrator of that
2: film. <laughs> oh, is he the host of the reality show? Yeah yeah it's a it's a really interesting film that a lot of people have not heard of and it it frustrates me a lot that they haven't so
3: that's a good one mortal kombat Kombat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) the super mario brothers movie um priest priest shut up get away (laughs) okay so uh, moving on let's uh, let's let's do some celebrating. This is our 50th episode as we pointed out many times and I think I talked about a contest what we're doing no kind of cheering I guess oh, okay. Woo! <laughs> Jordan breaks my microphone okay um, okay so we do have a contest we have a contest and uh, we like doing our contests. if anyone wants to jump way back to episode eight we still have a certain boom. contest boom. Open. boom. Of Thor, but new contest we have right now, starting, I guess, when you listen to this. <laughs> um, in an email, I guess I'll explain this prize package first. This prize package we have, I've put together myself. It is a various pieces of swag and some other stuff. It is a backpack that is contains, for one thing, a 3D Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter poster. What? That's right. It's a 3D poster. That's how cool it is. Oh, my God. I should not be giving this away, but no. I am. And, yeah, it's a pretty cool freaking poster. So that. And I'm also putting in a number of DVDs and Blu-rays that it just felt like assembling. It is literally one of the most random collections of DVDs and Blu-rays you could have in one set. And I'm not even going to name what they are, but I'm just saying. What's one of them? What's one of them? Yes. One of them is a movie that we reviewed on this show. Hmm. And another one that no, it doesn't, but uh, it, it's a horror movie, I'll say that. And another one is Tim Burton's Batman. There. There's there's two there's two of like, there's like seven movies I think I got together here. Wow, well Okay. Yeah, quite a bit. So you'd certainly want to win this contest because it's pretty, probably pretty simple to do. Here we go. You all you have to do is email us at outnow podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I <laughs> I I, I stuttered. Okay. You have to email us at outandoutpodcast at gmail.com. And here are, there's a number of things you need to do. You need to send us the title of your favorite movie that we have reviewed on this show. Send us um, the name of the most, your most anticipated film of this year besides Dark Knight Rises. And you need to answer us this question. What were our favorite movies of 2011? (laughs) what was Abe's favorite movie of 2011 and what was my favorite movie of 2011? And I should note that you might need to do a little research to find out what my favorite movie of 2011 is. It's not, maybe not the easiest thing to immediately know unless you've been, you know, a faithful listener to the show or listen to my, my Twitter, my Twitter rants. (laughs) So yeah, there's that. And, um, yeah, um, I, I'm sure there's plenty of downsides in this contest I haven't thought of, but just be the first to email to us, and uh, I'll guess I'll limit it to the United States and Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <the> other countries <laughs> just to avoid those international shipping costs. Um, and yeah, so let me recap <laughs> those instructions again. Email us at OutNowPodcast at dot com. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the show notes anyway and send us the title of your favorite movie that we talked about last year on the show as a review um your name of the most anticipated film you have for this year that's not the dark knight rises and uh answer us the question of what were our favorite movies of last year 2011 even eyes favorite movies and um yeah we will you know reward that first per i got here okay i'll reward that first person that emails us with that price package and i'll Okay, I'll send yeah, and it's all that out, and I will. I'll send like the next two people some runner-up prize as well. First, second, and third, baby. First, second, and third.
3: And guests of the show.
0: Guests are... of the show cannot participate in this contest. <sighs> I'm sorry. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's uh, we're gonna do a little more celebrating. You know what? Before we get to what I had intended, let's 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 give a little praise to the people that have d- done things for out now, such as giving us iTunes reviews and. Give us likes on I Facebook. I agree. Yeah, the uh, you know, oh, there, we we have a we have a good hefty dose of likes on this page, and I know there's a good hefty dose more people that listen to this. I guess people that don't use Facebook don't care, and uh, we're very we're very happy that you know everyone that's been listening to our show for however long has you know continued to listen to our show. It's certainly fun to do every week, and we're to, we've done more than fifty episodes, but we're saying this is our fiftieth episode because it kind of it technically episode number wise we've numbered it that way and you know we look forward to doing this every week eh, right we do i do yeah i do for sure and uh you know it's really it's it's nice to have a certain set of people that certainly do listen to the show weekly or whenever they do and whenever they can catch up with it and we're we're quite grateful for all those people that you know
1: we've grown a lot since just having aaron's mom and one of my friends listen to the show
0: (laughs) that's how we began but we've continued on and it's it's rewarding to do every week, and we have fun. So thank you guys for, and thank you, thank you to all our guests that come on too, including Jordan, who's been on maybe maybe the mm. MVP of the series, who's been on maybe the most, and even newcomers like Liz, who's been on for the episode here.
3: <laughs> thank you. She's
0: part of the out now family now, because why not? Woohoo! We just like you know adding on more people that are, you know like us who enjoy films and maybe do some kind of writing or something like that involved in that area. And it's just fun to have more people on for our discussions every week. So. Thanks, guys, for, you know, coming on with us, and thanks all the listeners who've been sticking with especially those who have stuck around since Paddle LA, episode one of our crappy phone call Those conversation back in the day, conference. man. <laughs> There's no school like the old school, though, right? yeah. And, you know, thanks to our studio audience for staying in. <laughs> 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 You've got to get a photo. And then post it on the show notes. All of them. Okay. <laughs> They've turned on us. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so um, just for, you know and giggles we, uh, we we decided that we'd do some kind of countdown because every kind of anniversary show does some kind of countdown right so we're going to talk about the we're going to list the uh our five the five worst movies we've talked about on this show for oh, review oh man i'm ready so why don't you start us off here all right uh
1: my number five of the worst movies that we'd had to review on this podcast number five cowboys and aliens
0: Damn, I forgot, I forgot about <laughs> Cowboys Daily because we loved that together with, Cow- with, with Cowboys with, with, a- with Attack the Block on the same episode. So I kind of forget that the first half of the <laughs> it episode was, it was terrible. I uh, I really hated the thing a lot. I hated yeah, the I thing. Can't remember that one? Yeah, yeah. we uh, original thing. All you I guys were like very. You guys were lukewarm on it, or like you didn't hate it, but you didn't love it either. It was just kind of like this exists. Yeah. But I just <laughs> really hated that movie. It's so I'm saying the thing is one of the worst movies we talked about. <laughs> um, my number four.
1: Is Apollo 18. Yeah, my number four is Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> on Stranger Tides. But we had the boss. That, we had the Michael Bolton song in that one.
0: We have the yeah. It was certainly it was it was one of our first movies movies experimenting with various music tracks. But that movie that movie it made a it made a billion dollars. It's a terrible movie. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing to get around it. Uh, yeah, Johnny Depp, he's funny and cute and stuff. Whatever. the movie sucks. It's a terrible movie, and I hate it. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Um, number three
1: don't be afraid of the dark had high expectations Guillermo de Toro was my man and then I was like I was slumping in my chair waiting for this movie to end because it was so boring
0: yeah uh, my number three is a tie Apollo 18 and don't be afraid of the dark I, I wasn't afraid of the dark and I'll just continue watching Apollo 13 and be actually you know be a little more intense and you know <laughs> thrilled about things uh number two
1: Priest Man, I yeah, that was like that was like a weird month that we had. That one time where we did did like three really crappy
0: movies in a row. Yeah, we really should have talked about Bridesmaids that week instead of Priest. <laughs> <laughs> my my number two is Sucker Punch. Oh, because I think I think I know what Abe's number one is. Yeah, it's
1: it's Sucker Punch because that movie was terrible. <laughs> and I was like, I remember texting you that afternoon I got out of the
0: movie. And I was like, Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My number one is Priest mainly because I can remember almost nothing about it. Not even Cam Giganvin. Cam <laughs> You know what I remember about it? I remember Jendi Tarkovsky's opening animated sequence because he's awesome and he did Samurai Jack and he made oh, yeah, you know cool. yeah, he made five minutes of a movie that lasts, I believe, like seventy-nine minutes, yeah. and that those five minutes were decent, and then everything else went to hell pretty quickly, including Cam Jigande. <laughs> Burlesque's Cam Gigande. <laughs> well moving on, that was a little fun countdown. I guess we I guess we got some time here. We can do little games.
2: Yes! Woo-hoo! Yay!
0: And by games, I'm, of course, referring to games. 50! 50! Okay. All right, so... <laughs> Thank you. All right, so, continuing on with what I'm really excited about with, our, with my movie history app that I have on Woo-hoo. my phone, I'm going to take things that happened on today, today is March 24th, and turn them into questions for you guys to answer. First to, first to get... Three answers right, you know, wins.
3: Package, the uh, Ben Helsing 3D. <laughs>
0: what? You, no, get, you they get a just nice
1: pat on the back.
0: Because I thought you were trying to cheat. I don't know how. I don't know how you pull that off, but you think you could. Okay, so let's see. Arlie Ermey was born on March 24th, 1944. He started over 60 films. Name three movies Arlie Ermey has been in. Bull
3: Metal Jacket, Saving Silverman, and um, Dead Man Walking just just, no, just jordan's spot, nailing it off that here.
2: awesome good job jordan
3: thank you i know my Me. <laughs> <Ernie. laughs>
0: <laughs> okay here is it oh, this one might this one might be obscure. let's see let's see if you guys can get this one okay march 24th 1960 kelly Robrock was born what movie did kelly Robrock star in it's a famous john hughes movie
1: Six and candles Stitcher.
2: weird science oh.
0: weird science is correct Pots and hands and things. <laughs> Alright. Okay, here we go. Here's another question. Okay, so... Tied, tied with one, Jordan and Liz. Abe, nothing. Okay, <laughs> here we go. March 24th, 1972. Damn it. A very famous movie was released. This movie went on to inspire a trilogy. The Godfather. The Godfather is correct.
2: Wow.
1: <laughs> Shooting, like... Annie Oakley.
2: That's a woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this hilarious chemistry we have is great.
2: I was
1: complimenting
0: you.
2: <laughs> no, that's a good thing. Thank you.
0: <laughs> okay. March 24th, 1974. I was not born. You were not born. No. We, the birth of this actress occurred and I'm trying to phrase this as a question. Let's see. Um, she has gone on to star in a popular sitcom, but was first made a splash in this film where she uh, where she famously incorporated a musical <laughs> device into conversation in a sexual manner. That's the PG-est way I can say that question.
2: Allison Hannigan. Hey, Allison Hannigan
0: is correct from America.
1: Oh, God. Splash our friends. I guess it was Darryl Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I was choosing my words carefully. Well, geez, Liz already got three. Liz. Guys, right, but let's, congratulations. A
2: lot of things. Do I get a gift bag? Could you I have, can have that one?
1: The, <laughs> <laughs> get the poster. Just make a new email yes. account, a fake email account, and you can eat. It. <laughs> I
2: already left a iPod. I already left an Apple comment oh. on your podcast mentioning how great Liz was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We like that. All right. Well, we burned through the game pretty quickly. <laughs> All right, then let's move on. Then let's move on to what we're going to talk about next week. Next week we are talking about Wrath of the Titans. Woo! Grr. The <laughs> Titans. Yeah, yeah. This is the sequel to Immortals. To Immortals. To um, uh, to the uh, remake of Clash of the Titans, the Sam Worthington starring remake, um, which was released a couple years ago, and now has a big spiffy remake or big this big, big spiffy sequel to its remake, and uh. Yeah, that's coming out next week. What? Let's uh, do a little box office prediction for it. And let me let's see. Had a, the first Clash opened pretty big, I believe, as I recall, and went on to make a lot of money, which is why there's a sequel to it. So let's. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Clash of the Titans from 2010 opened to 61 million dollars in its opening weekend and went on to make a hefty chunk of change. 163 domestic and probably something absurd worldwide. <laughs> yeah, 493 worldwide. So. Um, yeah, uh, with all that in mind, sixty-one million. It's coming out the week after Hunger Games. What do we think? Mm. What, what, what do we think? Of Wrath of the Titans is going to make in its opening? Uh, opening also weekend.
1: Keep in mind that Mirror Mirror comes out that weekend too. Right? Yeah. So I, I, I yeah, I mean, that's going to like take at least like two dollars. Um, you know, but uh, Wrath of the Titans. Yeah, that's a tough one because I, I think that it, I think that it would knock off. Hunger Games. I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. you got well, to think of its Well, because I think I think people are getting Hunger Games out of their system, um. So to go first place, and I'll say I'll say a solid uh fifty
0: million. You say it's going to open lower than the first class. Well, I guess because there's so much out in the yes. theater right now. Okay. Jordan, any thought? I'm going to
3: say second with with uh.
0: Oh crap. Um forty three. Right. Well, 'cause hungry
2: games. that got yeah. Liz. Um I'm just going to say forty nine million because it sounds better than fifty.
0: <laughs> what place do you think it will get? First or second?
2: I'm gonna defer to Abe. I'll just say first. That sounds good.
0: Okay. Cool. I'm fuck. I'm gonna say first place. All right, yep. You know, I you, these things drop off. 100 <sighs> Games, everyone will see. <laughs> who else is going to see? It? <laughs> Only you know, thirty million dollars worth of people. <laughs> supposed to opposed to, um...
3: okay, I'll do first.
0: Thing. Okay, you're going first. Yeah. You want to stick with your number? Uh, sure. Okay. I'm gonna, huh. That's tough though, because there's two movies out. So I'm gonna. I'll say fifty-five. Cool. So yeah. Okay. There we go. We'll see how that turns out next week. I guess. And uh Are we looking forward to Wrath of Titans? Yes. No. Eh. Oh. <laughs> I am in the yes camp on that one. <laughs> that said I did not like the first Clash of the Titans movie, so But tune into our commentary for the original Clash of the Titans movie, because that's that's one way to watch that movie. <laughs> that's definitely an answer to that statement. Um, I provide some good trivia. Yeah, you do. Anyway, I think that's going to take us to the end here. So that's going to do it this week for Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find all of my work at my personal blog site, thecodeazique.com, where you can find all my written reviews, including a very lengthy Hunger Games written review and all the other you know shows for this podcast, as well as at ysubblue.com. Where you can find all my coverage of WonderCon that I was posting throughout last week, as well as all the Blu-ray reviews and other good stuff from the guys that right write on that side along with me. And um, you can find me at Twitter at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. Uh, you
1: can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blackspot.com. Two animals, walrusmoose.blackspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose.
3: Jordan. You can go to the damn dirty blog.blogspot.com.
0: And find all those those blog posts, bursting all those blog posts. <laughs> There's like four of them. But they're awesome. And Liz.
2: You can go to www.justseenit.com, or you can look up "Just Seen It" reviews on YouTube and watch a bunch of snobby film students uh, rip apart movies in entertaining ways. I didn't do a good pitch there.
0: I like. So, I'm I pictured so. just. I pictured students with like black glasses holding up like actual movies and ripping them apart <laughs> physically. <laughs> I think you should be right there. Better
3: not be disappointed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, make sure to check out all other episodes out of uh, iTunes. You can find all of the episodes about now out there and a there as long along with at hhwlod You can find our show there as well as the other shows on that network, such as the Walking Dead TV podcast or the Legion of Dudes or Half Hour Wasted. Just a lot of fun shows that deal with comics and games and movies and stuff. They're just a bunch of cool guys over there, and we like being a part of their podcast network. We we started this is our fiftieth episode, but we started like into our twentieth, I believe, with Captain America. Yeah, I
3: think that was but the first, it's. Yeah. Been, uh,
0: Something like Uh that. Yeah. And it's been a, it's been a, it's certainly been a strong 30 episodes with them. So cool. And you can, of course, find all our, uh, some of the newest episodes and a few exclusives at outnow.podomatic.com. You can, of course, email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com, especially if you want to enter our fantastic contest that we have set up here. And of course, like our page at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast. We post all the shows there and other updates and whatnot. So, you know, always good to be a part of the page. And until next time, so long. And goodbye. Happy 50th. Do you like new movies? I love new movies. Do you like talking about trailers?
1: I love talking about trailers. Do you like hearing box office results? I love hearing about box office results.
0: On a counterpoint to the new movies, do you like talking about older movies? I love talking about older movies. And do you play games? Sometimes. Well, that's good. Because Out Now with Aaron and Abe features both of us doing all of those things on a weekly basis. Wow. Gee willikers. Out Now with Aaron and Abe. If you've got an hour to kill, then you're in for some fun we are now recording and this is out now with aaron and abe i am aaron and of course with me is abe what's up Now we have episode number eight. We are plugging away at this whole podcast thing. Out now is a film podcast, of course, which has Abe and I discussing new movies almost weekly. We bring a little discussion about the latest movie trailers and box office results and predictions as well, along with a retro review that has to do with the main review. This week, we're going to talk about The Mighty Thor, the new Marvel superhero film. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and this is... Abe, what's up, guys? All right. This episode is brought to you by Half Hour Wasted Legion of Dude Podcast Network, which is a first for this episode. Uh, as of now, we are now a part of the HHW LOD Network and are available on iTunes for the first time. So that's exciting, right, Abe?
1: Yes, it is, indeed. Yeah. And I'm really happy to be a part of this network, and uh, we just want to shout those guys out. Yeah.
0: Wait, ask, ask me if I know how much a gallon of milk costs.
3: You don't even know how much a gallon <laughs> of milk costs.
0: Not like your sass. Hold on, I hold on, I gotta respond. Oh, yeah, hold on, hold on. Wait,
3: wait, wait. Say it again Do you me even know how much a gallon of milk costs? You don't even know
0: how much a gallon of milk costs. <laughs> You're right, I don't know. well life isn't so perfect after all. I should help with good deeds. All right, that's the end of that. And they cut to the music like. You gotta be
2: strong. You <laughs> gotta be, you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser. You gotta be hard, you gotta be tough, you gotta be stronger.
0: Okay, so why don't you say who you are?
1: I am Denise, Denmark, Aaron's mother. Jordan. Oh, yes. Would John Carter have been a lot cooler if he was just basically named Rush Hour 4 with Jackie Chan saying, Kata All the time? Okay, <laughs> Editing
0: it. Yeah. Mad about you or mad about you?
3: <laughs> Anyone got marshmallows?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Aaron. And I'm Abe. And together we host Out Now. With Aaron. And Abe. If you enjoy listening to a few guys have weekly chats about movies. Then you could be tuning into our weekly podcast. Out Now with Aaron. And Abe.
1: We discuss newest movie releases. Newest trailers. Box office and older movies. And then we play some games. So tune in to Out Now with Aaron. And Abe. If you've got an hour to kill. Then you're in for some
0: fun. <laughs>